was grabbing drinks with a buddy of mine recently, and he was asking me how the Daily Guinness episodes have been going, putting out an episode every day here on the podcast. And he was asking about this year, and somehow we got on the conversation of goals, and he asked me what my overall goals were for this podcast this year. And I thought about it, and I told him that really the only goal I have for this podcast is to get good. And that's actually the only the only goal I have in 2024. I mean, in all the aspects of the things I'm making and focusing on this year, the my only goal is just to stay present in the moment and get freaking good. Like uh, I'm talking undeniably good at all aspects of what I'm doing right now. Now I know just get good. <laughs> I just want to get good. Uh, <laughs> I know that can sound like a freaking cop out, but it's actually been an, an obsession of mine for years. Ever since I heard Steve Martin giving an interview on the Charlie Rose show. And this is what he said. Someone stood up in an audience somewhere and said to you, you know, how do you be successful? Mm-hmm. And you said you have to be undeniably good at something. Well, it really is this. When people ask me, say, how do you, you know, how do you make it in show business or whatever? And what I always tell them, I've said it many years, and nobody ever takes note of it because it's not the answer they wanted to hear. What they want to hear is, here's how you get an agent, here's how you write a script, here's how you do this, here's it. But I always say, be so good they can't ignore you. And I just think that if somebody's thinking, how can I be really good? People are going to come to you. It's much easier than uh, doing it that way than going to cocktail parties. (laughs) Holy crap. I love that. It just, as soon as I heard that, it just embedded in my skull, get so good that they can't ignore you that they have to pay attention to what you're doing. That, to me, that was like, it's been the only goal in so many of the endeavors of my life. But here's the problem with that. That's all fun and games. (laughs) But what people don't tell you is that when you are doing that, when you're making steps forward to get good, but along the way you're sharing your journey, There's a really hard thing that comes along with that. And that is when you look back and you reference your old things like in the past, that that version of you is worse than you are right now. The thing you put out back then isn't to the standards that you have for yourself right now. And I find myself freaking doing that all the time when it comes to this podcast, thinking about past episodes. I'm like, man, okay, I I feel like I was talking over people. I wasn't asking better questions or maybe I just wasn't, here's actually, here really is the hardest thing that it's it's been for me to learn doing this podcast is to be present in the moment and just be listening, man, listening to the person in front of me and not be thinking about the next question I'm asked, what I'm going to say next in conversation is so damn hard. And it's even harder when you know you're being recorded and you feel like it's your thing and you got to keep the conversation rolling. But it's still, I feel like I'm not there yet, but I feel like, I feel like I'm getting closer. And so I find my place, myself in that place right now. I find myself thinking about in the past. And uh, I, I was saying this in the conversation. I feel like, man, I just feel, especially, okay, with this podcast, I feel like I've just been eating shit for so many years and just like, it's taken me so long to get be a better communicator, to be a clearer thinker, to be less like talking in circles, whatever. All these things I want to be. It's taken me so long. 
And my buddy was like, dude, you need to give yourself a freaking break. Like, you know, uh, you know, it was this podcast is the reason I'm still doing music, right? I was like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, well, dude, I was driving a long drive home. And on my way, I was going to, that weekend, I was going to sell my instruments. I was in a place in life where I didn't, uh, I just was frustrated. He, he felt like he was, had been eating shit for so many years and just ha- hadn't gotten to where he was hoping to be by, the t- by where he is right now in time. And he went on to say, it was your conversation with Tyler Burkham that you recorded on the podcast that was so inspiring to me that I was like, okay. I'm I'm not going to sell my instruments. I mean, keep going. And it 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 was so impactful and moving to me that I'm like, "Oh man, in multiple ways because I love this person and I'm so thankful that they're continuing uh to pursue their voice and their creativity and that I get to interact with that on a regular basis." But also it made me have a little bit more grace with my past self uh and what I'm doing with this. So, today I thought I would reshare that conversation because it's freaking episode seven. This is five years ago I when I just started this, by the first year starting this podcast, I sat down with my friend Tyler Burkham. Uh, he's best known for playing guitar with Matt Carney, Leagues, the cast, cast, cast them, the, the cast of Blossoms. Why can't I talk good? Why am I getting actually better at this podcast? No, the Cactus Blossoms, Ingrid Michelson. He's now on tour and in the band Need to Breathe. And he also has is a brilliant songwriter. He's like a songwriter, songwriter. So all my songwriting friends rave about Tyler Burkham. So I want to share this conversation with you because it, at the beginning, I have all these things in my mind. That I, but I think there's still some gems in this. In this conversation, we sat down over beers and we talked about being cool with not being the right person for every gig. Holy shit. I may talk about that more tomorrow in tomorrow's Daily Guinness episode. Um, we talked about realizing that being present in the moment is more important than anything else. We talked about Tyler's experience being picked up at 17 to go on a rock tour. We talked about him going overseas and getting tattoos. Uh, actually, this conversation was originally titled, Did a Backstreet Boy Really Give You That Tattoo at 2 a.m. in a hotel in Japan? I'm not even going to say anymore. This this really was one of my this has been one of my favorite conversations from the podcast, and I I I don't want it to get buried within all these other fun conversations I've been having lately. So I want to share it with you. We sat outside because it was a gorgeous day at Indeed Brewing, and now that I'm recording this, I think I need to reach out to Tyler and do a round two. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent. Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What are you asking me? You're talking to me? Who are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. You me to talk? playing the same instrument as someone else is you don't you just don't get to do like Phil oh, Hicks Phil and bass. I never get to hang out um, oh yeah Ian Fabrini like guys you know really well yeah like man like I guys. really really respect Aaron I think he knows it I really respect Ian 
I don't think they know how much I respect them. Yeah. Like, 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 a, like a ton. Like, mm-hmm. Zach Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Heppola, he's the guy that plays with the Cactus Blossoms, the drummer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you how good he is. He is a freak of really? nature. And then, and then on top of it all, he can like he arrange horns. He's a really good piano player. Yeah, man. Uh, he's one of the most funny people I've ever met. People like that, like, I don't understand why he's not like, playing with everybody because he can kind of play almost any style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, actually play it, not, like, technically play it. Like, he can actually, like, put himself into a role and really match um, an artist's, like, you know how every artist has a very specific idea of what rhythm is? Yeah. He can do that chameleon thing, like, do what their deal is. Yeah, he can absolutely fit within um, every band, every artist has a different way they hear the beat and if you try to kind of do if you if you're not fitting with that it's just not appropriate what yeah. and that you're not even getting the like tone or anything yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or clothes or anything you're just <laughs> yeah. if you can't jive with uh, the unique rhythm which totally everybody has it's anyway he can he can do He's that and it's that and stuff. it's unbelievable man that's a funny question you say like someone like that who is uh i don't know you don't know i don't know why that guy's not playing with everyone that is like the question, I don't know, of music and like artistship of like, man, why isn't this guy playing with, or the, why is this guy playing with everybody? How is this guy getting so much work or, I don't well, know, or the introverted, like, man, I thought I was doing something cool. It's just not panning out right now. Why am I not? Well, I think that's why people, that's why when we see people that are really amazing, we need to tell everybody. Cause you know, honestly, like. The, man, that's cool. I like that. I think the biggest way I don't know. Some musicians are really good at selling themselves. Mm-hmm. I could be. I'm the farthest thing from that. I. I have a very. I'm very happy playing music, but I have a very low self-esteem, very low confidence, when it comes to playing music. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, it. But uh, so I mean, I say it's so funny because it's like it's stage you wouldn't fright, expect actually. it. Yeah. Stage fright, actually. Oh man. But I like playing music so much. Yeah, it's I, worth it. Yeah, exactly. Like I would never get on stage for anything out, <laughs> anything else other than music. <laughs> yeah. Um, we need you to give a speech. Isn't that a weird? Yeah. I, isn't that a weird thing though? No, I, mean, I don't. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, actually, it's really common with yeah, musicians. Oh when yeah, you talk totally. To, but I mean, when you tell somebody <laughs> that you have like stage fright, I mean, like, I don't like hate it. Yeah. I just don't like. I'm. I just want to play music. Man, my friends. And that's the deal. Like, all the best people are doing it for the right... You're doing it for the right reasons and the love of music. Yeah, and I hope I don't overthink it and get to... I don't know. It depends on what you're doing. It's really fun to maybe be in a more healthy mindset and see it for what it is and really enjoy it with the crowd. Yeah. Uh, I'd be present Uh and know that, you know, just because you're having fun doesn't mean you're arrogant. Yeah. But that's the whole Minnesota thing, too. You feel like if you're really... I can't enjoy this or else I'm a douche. If it's the appearance (laughs) of arrogance, then it's the same thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, which in a weird way makes you look more arrogant because you're closed off. What's wrong with that guy? He's he's just... You think he's too cool to be here? He thinks he's so cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, it's like the ultimate catch twenty two. You just need to have fun, be healthy, be in the moment, and then I don't know, but that's yeah. easier said than done. Dude, you're you're talking up my alley, man. If there's 
I mean, I don't know if anybody gets in their own head more than I do, and I'm sure everybody that gets in their own head thinks that way. But like, like ruminating, like overthinking stuff, overthinking things in the moment. I don't know. Like to the point, it's like distracting when I'm playing. I shouldn't be caring. Like, oh, make sure I'm not. I don't know. Just overthinking all that you're crap. Like, I can totally like, relate to that. You're playing guitar, and you're like, you're on stage, and you're like, oh man, my foundation is cracked. I need to get that work done when I go home. <laughs> yeah. Like stupid stuff like that. No, I think uh, whether music or life. Being present is, I don't know, is probably the greatest thing. And because uh, if you're not even present, then you're not even living your life. You're like ahead of yourself or you're behind and you're caught up. And then you're actually wasting time. And I think whether it's in your life or on stage, like it's a really hard thing to be really truly in the moment. Yeah. And I think some of the greatest performers and musicians and people are so right in the moment that that they have more they have more to like it has a bigger impact because here in the moment is really elusive <laughs> it's like you know some people dream of like being rich or being on vacation or you know i don't know just material things or having a cabin or ha living by the ocean and I'm just like dreaming of being in the moment because it's like the heart it's, it's the, the hardest, most elusive thing for, it's the yeah. hardest thing I mean I'm not going to be rich yeah, yeah. I know that's pretty elusive too but I uh, I just dream about the day that I will it can be fully there yeah maybe like the moment I die I'll be like I'm really in the moment like right before you die you're I'm here I did it yeah but okay so you have like <laughs> any moments that come to mind that you're like that you can remember that are like oh man I was I was in the moment there um, yeah, there's moments that I look back into my life and, and those are usually the most satisfying moments mm -hmm. because when you're in the moment, it's, it seems like if you're like going through stuff in your life and let's say your life sucks, uh, being in the moment might hurt. Uh, I get that, that if somebody's got a lot of crap going on in their life, it's easier to live in the future when you're picturing that it's gone. But... One thing that's kind of cool about being in the moment is that uh, you're not in the past and the bad things that you think might happen haven't happened yet. Yeah. So when you're like, well, I'm here in this moment right now and there might yeah. be some moments that are coming up that are going to suck. Yeah. But tonight I can go to sleep and know that... I mean, it seems like it's about... You know, it seems like oh, man, don't that's worry. so huge. Don't worry. Seems yeah. like what people say. But what it should really be is be in the moment. Because, you know, like, yes. like, you're like, man, something bad might happen, but it's not going to be tonight. Yeah. And nothing you do can change that. So just yeah. go to sleep and act like harder, you know, easier said than done. <laughs> act like the future is never going to come and you're just here. Totally. Because the future, man, Sarah and I joke yeah. about that. That's our deal when uh, we go on vac vacation or trips or, or like little mini mini adventures together. I'm, I always say, like we're doing something in September mm -hmm. and I always get existential on her. I'm like, you know, like that trip has already come and gone. Like in the big scheme of life and things, like we're already there and it's already over and we already have like a family and already old. Like it exists, so there's no point in like thinking about it other than like wow, just that's being intense. right here. That's, that's really intense. Good. You're really in your head. I don't know, that's really in my head. But I had thoughts just like that this morning in the shower, so. Did you? Yeah, so, you, you know. Yeah. Man, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think it's about not that a, stuff all the time. Like, I don't want to live forever. Yeah. That seems, like, too much. It seems yeah. intense. But I want to, but I don't want my, I don't want it to all fly by so quick. Yeah. And it, 
seems, it appears that it's like turbo speed, just like seriously, just blowing past me. Yeah, man, and you have well, you and you have, you have like like you've done some stuff. Whether it's like people are talking about career stuff or like the real stuff that matters, like family stuff. Are you? Is there anything that stands out to you that you were like, man, that blew by so fast? I wish I was in the moment for that season more. Well, that stands out. I don't. Know. Um, I mean, there's lots of you know musical interactions and friendship interactions that you always wish that you would be more present. And, you know, it's hard not to shame yourself about that stuff. Oh, dude. Uh, which serves no point. Yeah, and, man. And, unless you just are like, you know what, I don't want that to happen again, yeah. and I want to be more unless present. Unless you're, like, learning from it. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's like it happens to everybody. Like, um, no, but it's like my oldest son turns 15 in December. <laughs> That's so crazy. Is so crazy. I mean, I'm so happy yeah. that they're growing up and they're yeah. having such great lives and they're, you know, they're their own people. Yeah. But like, it it's really too fast. You know, like like uh, you know, like it feels like you're like complaining, like you know, don't leave your underwear here and you know, shut that door and take out the trash, and then you're like, then they're almost gone, and you're like, I wish they were leaving underwear around, and I wish that. I, like yeah. I'm gonna miss. <laughs> I'm, gonna miss I'm already missing the things that kind of annoyed me. Yeah. And just hoping to be present with and uh, like convicted about being a good parent than shaming myself. Yeah. I read. I just finished the uh, Bruce Springsteen book, Born to Run, and oh, and I didn't mean towards to the end of the book, he gets uh, to a spot like like him realizing. I don't know, like, you know, he's got this huge audience. And he was like, it was really hard. You know, he, and he needs this attention. Like, he yeah. admits that he needs this attention to kind of feel love. Yeah. But then he realized, he's like, he said, uh, it's, the, it's such a great line. He says, um, uh, your kids are not your audience. You're theirs. Mm. You're, you know, you're their audience. And I'm just like, oh, man. Like, oh, like to, that, yes. to some degree, that is... To some degree, that is, I've done that, and other ways I've totally failed in it because I had my first kid when I was 22. Holy crap! I mean, yeah. I was saying like, yeah. So I go really hard on myself, and then I look back and I'm just like, well, you know, you were being a stupid idiot because you were 25, but it still like makes me like, yeah. You know, I was not present when I was 25. Yeah. I mean, like, not in the way. Yeah, I don't know. Man, that's something I've tried to struggle. I've had to deal with, is like the almost forgiving your past self or letting your past self off the hook of like, I, w I was as present as I could be at that age. Like with everything life threw my way and who I was at that point in time, I was thinking I was making the best decisions I could. Yeah. And I, like being cool with your past self, I feel like the older I'm getting is like harder and harder, but more and more important. Well, if I met my past self, I'd be like, oh, this makes a lot of sense because you don't know anything. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yeah. I would look at myself and be like, oh, you sweet idiot. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I'd be the same And I'd way. be like, in 10 years, you're only going to know, like, just a little bit more. <laughs> but it was very weird to be playing those kinds of things that young. And, um, I, you know, I, it was a weird thing because I had a lot of people that kind of overstepped their bounds and kind of told me things. Like, you know, like, people would be like, oh, I saw you on your first tour and... You know, you were so arrogant. Oh. And they, first of all, that's weird to even say. Yeah. And I just said oh. to him, I said, 
Uh, I don't think I was. I, I was terrified. Uh, and sometimes the look of being terrified... Looks really like well, being arrogant, yeah. I mean, you're almost like, you'd almost rather look arrogant than terrified. <laughs> I mean, Man, but I mean, it was, like a, it was like a coping mechanism. Totally. Uh, I was the, you know, 17 on a tour. Uh, I mean, yes. I was the target of, I was the target. I mean, I was the you were lowest. the total noob. The yeah. lowest guy in the totem pole. Yes. And that's fine because like, um, it could have been way worse. Uh but it was it was informative to be on a tour, and even though I was playing on stage with the yeah. band, yeah. I wasn't in the band. Yeah, I was I was a peon, and yeah. and you know the moment those people got done cheering and they left, they didn't know that I was like, yeah, they yeah. didn't know that like, it was you. I was They're very not like, aware yeah. that I was not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, so Every, this is obviously not about it was, me. It was communicated to me very clearly was that it I, really that I, hey, by the way yeah. you're welcome well, for being me on too. stage I was like a new guy I mean yeah. I wasn't bringing anything to it I mean yeah. I'm just a kid playing guitar uh, yeah uh, yeah man that is that's so interesting the feel the fact that I'm more interested in the fact that like during that time you say you felt like it was very obvious but by the way this is we're doing you a favor well it was a combination of things um it was kind of communicated like that, but also like I was a kid that didn't know much about how the industry works. Yeah. And certain things would have been offensive to me because I didn't understand. Yeah. That's a good you know, point. it's like, you know, like now, like if point. I enter into some kind of interaction, I'm very clear what I'm bringing into it or what mm -hmm. I'm not. Yeah. So if somebody wants to make some deal that is not a very good deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just say it's not a good deal if you brought a lot to it, but you're fully aware of. Oh man! Well, you know what? This is a great opportunity, and and it's very fair for what I'm bringing to the table. Yes. Um, I think when you're younger, you're like, I want 100 percent of everything. Yeah. Um, and then you realize yes. that if uh, I don't know, this sounds stupid, but I've always said this to myself: uh, you can have 100 percent of everything that you do, but chances are, if you do that, you're actually not actually working with anybody. Yeah. Or making anything that has other people, like they're not attached to it. Yeah. Like uh, you have to have other people attached to it so they can, they can work hard and, yeah. and, and oh, get so brilliant. And, you know yeah. what I mean? It's saying like you really need to have something that brings something to other people so that they want to actually be yes. a part of it and promote it. And that's yeah. not like cynical. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's synergy. I, I mean, but it's, you, yeah, but yeah. you can't just do something for free. But if yeah. somebody was like, hey, you get 10% of this, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to pump this. Yep. So I think a lot of people get really, um, maybe not greedy, but maybe uh, too principled. They're like, I'm not giving up any yeah. control. I'm like, well, you're not Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen or Neil Young can be like, I'm owning 100%. Yeah. Because they can buy back their recordings. Yeah. And things like that. And they're, they're, they're <laughs> huge yeah. legends. Yeah. My motto, though, is 100% of zero is zero. Oh, but dude. I'm just saying, like, if you want 100% of something and it doesn't, it doesn't, you can have that. That's so good. But if it, if it makes zero money, yeah. you had all 100% ownership. Yes. And you have, it's 100% of zero. Yes. So, that is so good. I mean, like, which is kind of fits into your life because, like, if you have to go it alone like that and you're not willing yeah. to, like, make, you know, I don't know, with how you invest in other people, like, yeah. You really end up with just zero. Yeah. It's that's it. Oh, that's so I good. I mean, <laughs> it's really hard. 
I don't know. It's it's easy to try to to lose the uh, bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. Train. I love that there's a train here that goes through here. Like this is my favorite part of place in Minneapolis and Northeast. The train. I love. Love this trains. is this is really cool because this train goes right into the uh, well let me see here it comes from the train yard up there yep and that train yard uh, to the north is the train yard that I heard from my bedroom window growing up and I loved I loved it so every time I'm in northeast and I see the trains like I don't know it remember it reminds me like I'd always leave the window open in, in the fall so I could hear the trains because yes. it was just I loved it. Oh, yeah, I love that too. I I went to this. Uh, I played at this art, like this art slash music festival in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. There was this artist, and she had all these really cool pictures of the outlines of states. Yeah. Um, with all these drawings of the things that like are in the state, and it was this. It's actually really cool. Yeah. And I got there. And there was no Minnesota. Oh. And I was like, oh man, I wish there was a Minnesota. And she was, she said, oh, I have way more Minnesotas back at my shop. And like, I'll go, I'll go, like, you know, it's like six blocks away. Yeah. And she was like, I'll go get, I'll get one for you. And I was like, why do you have a bunch of Minnesotas? She's like, well, I have a bunch of Minnesotas and a bunch of Texas. She said, because both of you are so proud of where you're from. Really? And the state has such a signature shape. Yeah. That you know, and they're like, you know exactly. she's just like, Minnesotans <laughs> just love their state. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I, almost everybody I know in Minnesota has like, has, has, has like a Minnesota uh, tattoo or like a, the an outline of, or an uh, outline yeah, of like Lake Superior yeah, or something. Oh yeah, and, totally. I mean, I got this tattoo, it's a crappy tattoo and I got it at a taco party. Did you, a taco party? Yeah. One of the, there was a guy there who's like, I'm a tattoo artist. And he had, and he was like he had a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, do you want a tattoo? Oh, I mean, so like somebody badass. that we knew, yeah, yeah. and it was like we were laughing. We we're like, so like like eight or nine of us got the same tattoo. Oh, dude, together. I, I would love. So that. sometimes so I'll be cool. at a bar, and all yeah. of us like lift our arm up to drink beer, and then and then like it's funny because we all have the same tattoo. Uh, people, but we're not embarrassed because no, like, it's so cool. Who cares? Who's who are the guys? Did some of the guys have boot tattoos? Oh, is that oh, like a Levi has one? Levi possibly? and Phil, Phil and Steve Bosman's, they all have these uh, like Bic, like, <laughs> or no, like tattoo ink, but they're like poked in with needles and they're really? just like, they're kind of, they're awesome that. and totally oh, horrible. Like total prison tattoos. And then uh, for Steve's that. wedding, they all got uh, tumbleweed tattoos. Yes. That just looks like somebody punched them. <laughs> it, I mean, it's like, it just looks like a. It's uh, a little bit like a tumbleweed and a lot like a, a bruise. Yes. Like a sucker punch. It's really funny. And they got, you so know, the, the more people drank, yeah. the worse the tattoos got. So I love the that guy that got man. the last one is just like, <laughs> just I mean, it's, one. it's. I, I'm, I'm, I think it's dumb, and then I yeah. totally admire it, and I wish I yeah, had the courage man. to do it. Dude, I have, I have a rule about if I'm on the road with some, here's my rule. If I'm on the road with friends, and they were going to pay for it, any, if they were going to dare me to get any tattoo on my butt, I would put anything on my butt. No one's taking, up, taking me up on it. I have no butt tattoos, but I would. I know what you're going to get. It's going to be a Taz with, like, the uh, Whirlybird hat playing basketball. <laughs> that would be so Wait, maybe awesome. I should do that. <laughs> yeah, man. But you know what? I mean, I think... 
we all think maybe we'll be in prison one day. And like, that's the <laughs> so last good. thing you want to have. <laughs> Dude, I, my grandpa, everybody, the random people that have, have second thoughts about tattoos will come up to me and be like, well, when you're old, I'm like, listen, my grandpa, who's in his 80s now, has the same tattoo thing. He was in the Navy. A bunch of guys got him in Mexico, and they were all drinking. So his is the worst of, like, a, uh, a panther I'm on his sure arm. I'm sure bled so bled bad. A ton. <laughs> and then he went swimming in the ocean right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, it's totally this, like, gnarly green thing that you can barely tell awesome, what it is. Though. And I'm like, that's the coolest freaking story. So I'm going to get tattoos while I'm in Japan. Well, if, or, I, if I live to be 80... Yeah. I'm gonna have like man boobs, so who even cares? <laughs> I mean, I got I got these swallows. Man, that's sweet. In um, a hotel in Japan. A hotel? Yeah, in our hotel oh, room. Oh, that's so badass. And then I got a horrible banner underneath it. Oh, it's sweet. I love it. My banner's pretty. It's you know what? It's crap. But you know what? It's all. <laughs> I think it's sweet. It's all for in like, a hotel room. You got some guy just to come in, or well, I was I was playing guitar for one of the Backstreet Boys on a tour yes. in Japan. The the artist AJ he he had um he had a tattoo artist from Tokyo come down to uh, uh, Osaka. Come on. And uh, come on. So it's like, so sweet. I get a call at two in the morning. Yes. We're you're flying your, to Taiwan, okay. and we have to be in the lobby at 6. And um, it's like 2 or 3 in the morning, and um, AJ is like, plays a trick on me. He's like, get up here to the hotel room now. And he sounds like totally mad. And I'm like, why did I answer the phone? Why? And I'm like, oh, man. Like, I'm like, did I do something? Yeah. Like, but, you know, it's like. The worst. Hey, we the artist. Like the, the, I mean, like, uh, the worst thing you could do is, like, make the artist mad. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I got to go up there. And yeah. I get closer to the room. You know, you're not supposed to smoke in this hotel. Yeah. And I smell smoke. Yeah, it's like AJ's just smoking. And I hear, uh, I hear, zzz, zzz, zzz. I'm like, what is going on? And I open the door and AJ's sitting there and he's like finishing up his tattoo. And he was like, hey man, it's been a really great tour. Oh, um, what a douche. He's like, no, no, he goes. <laughs> he's like pulling that joke on you though. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Freaking totally. you out. I go, oh, I was so uh, worried. He goes. He was like, I was just trying to scare you. He's like, but he's like, my friend here is tattooing and he's, he's, uh, he's, you know, going to take the train out in the morning. And if you want, you can, I'm going to get you a tattoo if you know what you want. No. And I was like, I'd always wanted like swallows, like oh, my, for like years. On, dude. But it's like, I don't, it's hard to book a tattoo. Yeah, man. Like I'm like, and you're I'm, not just going to walk into some random place. Well, but this guy was like, he's amazing. Like, and he's in California, but he's from Japan. And, and uh, yeah, so I watched the sun come up in Osaka, like on the 30th floor of a hotel, oh. having a Jack Daniels, getting a tattoo. That then is tape, so badass. Taped up my chest, and then I went into my room, brushed my teeth, Got packed my bag, and flew to Taiwan. Oh my. It was like, it was really. Did you feel at that point, did you feel like a rock star? No. Not even then? You're getting tattooed in Japan, Osaka. No, I just thought it was an awesome travel experience. Okay. No, no, actually, even I just Even then you were like, I've, I've made it. My, no, no, no. <laughs> the yeah, I've made it just for today. Um, no, I've, I, my favorite thing about playing music is I think that the real, like the real amazing part of it is just travel. Yeah, because man. travel, I, I mean, if you're interested in things, yeah. Travel. Like, I could have never afforded to go all these places. I get to see the entire country, like, every year. Um, yeah. And, like, like, it 
gives me uh, a knowledge and it gives me an education mm-hmm. that I could never afford to get. Oh my gosh. Uh, and, you know, yeah. I didn't go to college and I, I dropped out of high school and it's like, but I appreciate, like, I really appreciate other, like, you know, whatever you eat, wherever yeah. you live, I want to eat it. Yeah, man. I don't care what it is. I want to be a part of, I want to, I want to enjoy and be like, see somebody's culture. The temporary I mean, local. The funny thing is, is yeah. there's different cultures just in our, in our country. Like, yeah. I want to know what people in, you know, Maine, what the thing is. I want to, yeah. I want to enjoy all those differences. Yeah, um, man. and I feel like there's sometimes, um, you know, I mean, anybody can be closed-minded no matter what they see. But I think a lot of people have a certain idea of musicians mm. um, in a weird way. But I also feel like um, musicians are afforded uh, information about other places uh, that a lot of people don't get to have. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking, like, I think, like, when some I like people... I this. I like this, yeah. Well, no, I just think there's some people that you think, that's so stupid, why don't you get that? And then you're like, well, they don't travel... They don't get to travel all... Like, this is... This is such an incredible opportunity that we've been given to travel that basically changes who you are and, and really changes the way you think about yourself and the way you think about other people. Yeah. So you seem like you're more maybe liberal or open-minded in a weird way, but it's just that you've had more experience with with being an outsider and being yes. being somewhere else. And, Outside uh, of your comfort zone. Yeah. Realizing not everybody maybe thinks like me. And you also have the opportunity to go to another country and be welcomed. Yeah. And, and know what it like what it's like to be the outsider and be and feel love and be be kind yes. of welcomed in when you're an outsider and you know that if you weren't playing a show there they'd be like they wouldn't be you know, I, I that know, is you're, so funny. You're getting yeah. an interesting experience yeah. that Whereas is... Whereas someone, even if they paid for a trip, they wouldn't get the same experience. They'd be like, oh, everybody is super rude over in wherever. Well, I mean, think about how many times you do a show somewhere and, you know, somebody at the show is like, you could be in Taiwan, you could be in Japan, you could be in South America, you could be in Brazil. Somebody could be like, man, you know, this food is the best, but if you really want it, you can, you know, my mom makes the best. And you have like two days off and you're like, well... Let's get together tomorrow. And you're at somebody's house, and like, uh, and these opportunities yes. that, like, if you're cu- if you're curious, um, and you travel a lot, the doors just fly open for opportunities if you're curious. And and if you're curious, and you, um, you know, you can really accept people's love languages for you. People always think, man, how did that happen? How did you do that? And you're like, I just said yes. Somebody said. You know, do you want to, I'll take you swimming off this cliff, you know, and you're like, okay. And then that leads to having tacos at, you know, in the middle of town at midnight. And then you meet somebody there and they're like, you got to come and see this. And then you got these incredible stories just because you were along for the ride. Yeah. You know? So good. Man, I could not agree with that more. It's like this, I don't know, this thought of, man... You did this uh, this one thing. How did you get to this point? Well, you say yes to this little thing, and this takes you here, and you say yes to this. And li- well, it's kind of like is, how life works. Which, well, it's exactly how life works, is that it's not some big orchestrated plan. It's just, like, tiny what? little tiny little steps. I mean, like, tiny little steps to good or bad. It's just tiny little steps. So we, we played with Dan, and you said something that hit home with me because I deal with a lot of insecurities, as I'm sure a lot of creative people do. And that is, you talked about uh, 
being cool with the fact that you're not always going to be the right guy for the gig, for oh. every gig. Yeah. And like that whole, do you remember that like yeah. concept? I don't know if that's like a, a thing of yours, but that thought of um, like you could be amazing and play with someone. I yeah. I mean, it's like it's like. Uh, uh, you don't bang in a nail with a knife. That doesn't mean the knife sucks, right? It's just like it's not the tool for the job. If I don't fit a gig, then I'm not offended because yeah. that also means like I don't want to be in a gig that I don't fit. Like that's a bad that's a bad thing. And I hope that you know I hope that we can all play in our from our sweet spot. Yeah. You know, it's like I I want to do stuff that is like you know more in my sweet spot every year so that. So that I can be a better version of myself instead of like, there's certain things that I go, oh, I would love to be able to do that. And I just can't. And, it, and now it's not for a lack of trying. I just can't. And, uh, and that's okay. I mean, I, st- I mean, I still want to try it to learn more, but. At what point did you feel like cool with that instead of being, has it always been like a point of being no. cool with that instead of being insecure about it? Cause I feel like when I run into well, that I'm stuff, still I get insecure. I mean, I'm cool about it in my mind. In my heart, I'm still insecure about it. (laughs) But my mind has to kind of every once in a while be like, dude, hey, 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 this isn't like, well, yeah, like when people are like, oh, man, I lost that gig. And you're like, "Uh, if you weren't the right person for the gig, you didn't lose it. Yeah. It wasn't your, you know, it's like, or like people that was like playing with other artists as a hired guy, um, you know, and like. Like anybody that I play with, if they said I needed to get a new guitar player, it's not because you suck. It's just that I want to mix it up. I'd be like, oh yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And like, I sure hope that every artist feels like they can make the right decisions. Yeah. For you know, it's like. Yeah. Uh, I know if I was if I was hiring people yeah. to play with me, I wouldn't want somebody to tell me what to do, and I'd want to, or yeah. be overly offended and sensitive about yeah. it. Yeah. Because sometimes you get a, sometimes somebody's like, hey, I'm going to bring somebody else on the tour. And you're like, cool. They're great. Cool. And then in a year, you're back playing with them because it, you know, it's just like. Have you always been cool with that? Because I feel like some, well, I, I just a struggle of mine sometimes. I would, the natural thing would be like. I haven't oh, had a ton of like ongoing gigs. Yeah. But I mean, when it comes to records, when somebody else, well. Uh, the competitive nature has left me a long left me a long time ago because it just seems like a pointless endeavor endeavor it seems like you're just going there's no reason to be competitive like do your thing and and if people like it great and if they don't just that's okay just that's okay don't be a bad i mean like don't be a pretty good copy of somebody else. I, I don't know. It's like, mm. I mean... Or like where you're going with this. No, yeah. it's like... Uh, I mean, sure, every one of us does something that's derivative. But you can be honestly derivative by what you love and impacted by. But I want to try to be more like... For good or for bad. I mean, like, maybe who I really am and how I really play might suck. But... <laughs> I would rather suck as myself than be pretty good at being somebody else. Uh, Because at least I will suck in a way that's totally unique Mm -hmm. to me. (laughs) I mean, sometimes at the end of the day, people are like, man, I never got to make it. And, you know, and, but they were never who they were. So not only did they not get the, the opportunities that they wanted, they also never got to really show 
who they were to everybody else. So like nobody really knew who they, how good they truly were because they weren't, they were being a copy of something like, um, yeah, I would much rather have somebody say, hey, I really like you a lot as a person. I just don't think that that's, that's the right part or that's the right, the right approach. Yeah. I can handle somebody saying that they think my guitar playing sucks as long as they, as long as they think that, like, as long as we're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, if somebody's like, I love you, I just don't think, I'm like, hey, I would rather, I would rather be loved and accepted for who I am and what I can't do. Yeah. Than, yeah. That is so good. That's so good. That's so wise. I don't, I have such a hard time with that. Because, man, okay, I moved, yeah. up, I moved up to Minneapolis. It's kind of obvious, was, though. It's not really wise. It's just. I don't, I mean, it's, it's obvious to you. Just accept who you are. And, and cool accept who that. you're not. And then, yeah. And, like, there, I mean, like. Yeah, man. There's so, hey, it's way more, it's very important to know what you're not good at. Because. Uh, that's like producing yourself. There's certain things where I might get asked to do it. And I'm like, no, that would be really bad. That would be really bad because I, I, you know, it's like if somebody asked me to go do their plumbing, I'd be like, I'm not a plumber. I don't know why some people take gigs when they're like, it's going to end up in a disaster. Cause it's like, because it's not, it's not what you're good at. And there's lots of things where I'm just like, I'm not good at that. Yeah. Let's just... I mean, there's so many things that, like, that Jasper does. I couldn't do that in a million years. Not in a million years. Can't do it. Don't even know how. That's okay. Yeah. I'm just glad that he's good at it. Yeah. But no one will ever confuse the two of us, ever. Yeah. Uh, totally. I mean, I wouldn't be so offended if somebody thought uh, I could play like Jasper, <laughs> yeah, but it's not ever going to happen. It's not your deal, yeah. What would you consider making it as? If you had to say, like, what is, like, success for you? Uh, well, for, I, I guess the first measure of success for me would be being happy with what you're doing. Um, and being able to, like, have a family and actually mm-hmm. have it be, have your kids be okay and have your yeah. marriage be okay. And, and that, that aspect of it, you know, like, that to me is, like, being rich beyond measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to being successful in music, I would say if I could, if I was, I don't know what making it really means, but if I could, uh, if I could get ahead mm. beyond, beyond, I mean, like we're purely talking financially. Oh yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. But in the meantime, if somebody said you can make $40,000 more a year, but you would hate the job, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because actually that would, that would be bad for my family. My, my family would be like, hey, we have a lot more money, but you're miserable and you're now you're an like... Now. <laughs> and also I'd be teaching my kids to be like, hey, money is more important than happiness. Mm-hmm. And money can't buy happiness and money can't buy time. So like the most valuable thing we have is time together. And because I had kids really young, some of my maybe biggest potential of years to like work really hard to earn money were actually more spent being a dad. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, it's, it's a young man's game, but it was either recklessly pursue some kind of 
you know, money or fame or whatever when I was in my 20s or be a dad. Yeah. I'm really glad I chose just to be a dad because at the end of the day, like, that's the most valuable thing for me. Uh, and time with them, it would be irreplaceable. So... Uh, so I don't know good. how much money That's is. Ar- so I don't know how much money is around the corner, mm-hmm. but I've gotten a lot of time, which is priceless. Mm. And so I'm very thankful. And you know, like if somebody would have told me 20 years ago, "Hey, in 20 years, you'll still be touring. You'll, you'll be you'll be recording with your friends. You'll be touring with your brothers with music that you love, and you'll have three boys, and you'll." I would be, you know, I would be shocked. I would be blown away. If somebody just would have said, you're going to be okay. In 20 years from now, you'll be playing music and you'll be okay. Obviously, there was, there's been some really rough patches. But it's been amazing. Like, I'm still here. Like, I might, it might all go down the tube, but not today. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. (laughs) But to just today, I'm going to. Today we're good. Um, today it's good. I'm gonna drink it in and just oh. enjoy it. Oh man, and have and have a birthday party this evening. Yeah, this is a great day. This is a great Cinco day. Cinco de Levi. Dude, you're the coolest man. I think I, I think your perspective is like one of the healthiest healthiest perspectives. I'm like, yeah, man. I want to. You know, I'm just starting to realize that you actually, like, I think our first few interactions, like, you're so kind. It was almost like hard for me to believe <laughs> no no I mean like you're you're a really nice kind guy and and but I think you're faking it and kind of an asshole no 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 it's just sometimes like I'm like from in Nashville somebody would be like super nice and I'd realize like later I'd be like yeah they hate me yeah this They're, guy's like you yeah. know what I mean like um like I always want to believe that somebody's really friendly and like I always do but I think like it was like like the third time I hung out with you, I was like, he really is this nice. <laughs> like, and it was like kind of a nice thing to be like, no, I mean, it's just oh, like nice when that. people yeah. are really who Actually, they are. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, I wish I wasn't that cynical. I mean, yeah, yes, I'm man, not that I'm cynical. With, I get protective. Yeah, dude. Like, I, um, dude, and rightfully so. Like, I mean, but I, I just I'm not assume sh- you have so many people. I'm not a schmoozer or anything yeah. like that. But it is really, not, that, I mean, that's what I love about being in Minneapolis too is like, you know, the musicians that I know here aren't angling for something. Yeah, We're just trying to live where we, where we enjoy live. You know where we enjoy living and yeah. and um, almost choosing yeah. our our life and what we want for our life, and then hoping that we can do music at the same time. Yeah, man, I. Which is funny because you moved to Nashville. Yeah. And then you moved back because that's the question of like when are you going to move to Nashville? That's like the hot question within guys my age. Well. I get to make a lot of really cool music with people in Nashville, and I really enjoy it. And maybe, maybe if I, I mean, if I lived there, no doubt, I would have more opportunities financially. But living up here with family and, I don't know, to be able, my kids to go to the school, it's so great. And for us to kind of live, just such, it's, it's just great to live in a neighborhood where everybody does a different job. Yeah, like, like yeah. living in uh, uh, a lot of neighborhoods in Nashville, it. it's like there's like 20 other guys <laughs> that play music. Yeah, and that's cool. That's cool. Like sometimes I don't have people that understand that here. Yeah, but I do have a lot of friends. 
you, Phil, uh, Jasper, yeah. Steve. What? Um, I've got a bunch of friends here. The more yeah. I hang out here, the more I, I, I know people that know exactly how I feel. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. But they also know exactly how I feel about choosing where they want to live their life. And totally. um, I want to be close to my family. Yeah, man. I want to be, you know, my life just is what it is. Yeah. I could live in Nashville and that'd be fine, but I just would rather live here. Um, even if it comes at the expense of money, just because this is where I want to live. Yeah, man. I feel like exactly it's same also way. it's like it like I said like I am like Nashville it's just full of such incredible players and like I said I think I'd have more financial opportunities at I what mean, cost I'm just but I'm also saying like I know that I'm not like I know that I'm not going to be like a big deal there I mean I'm not a big deal here I'm not a big deal there that's fine that's fine I have dear friends in Nashville <clears throat> but like it's not like I'm yeah <laughs> I'm not like turning my back on some like, <laughs> like huge old. career or something yeah. like let's be honest I'm just being myself and trying to live where I want to live Nashville's fine there's enough there's there's more than enough talent yeah I love that I do like I feel like in Minneapolis I don't know at least the music scene and the session scene it seems to be growing here well thanks to technology and thanks to like I get to plan records. I get to have people send me files, and I get to plan records in summer and winter. Yeah, man. I get to work with Levi and just put guitars on records from my friends, or yeah, dude. somebody from Canada can send me a file to play on. You know, they don't have to pay a work visa. They don't have to fly me up. They send it to me. We Skype. Yeah. Sorry, Skype. That's that's actually old fashioned. Skype is old fashioned. Oh my gosh. We, uh, we, you know, back on Friendster. We uh, face. We FaceTime. We FaceTime. Yeah. You know, that was a. Uh, yeah, That's no, we so FaceTime good. and, um, sorry, we video chat. It's really cool to be able, like, opportunities are open mm-hmm. in that way. Like, a lot of music that I, I would have never had the opportunity mm-hmm. to do a lot of songs if they didn't send them to me. Okay, I'll, let's end with this, because you got to go. Uh, six-year-old, whatever musician, I, this isn't a music podcast, uh, but we're just talking about creative stuff, but this will be, this is kind of like, turn, has turned into music. There's a kid who's playing guitar and has these massive aspirations. Like, what do you wish, if you could go back to tell, like, 17-year-old you something, like, what would you tell yourself, you feel like? I would say <laughs> never, n- yeah, you know, a lot of people, like, when you're, when you're a kid and you're learning how to play guitar or whatever it is, you know, your instrument, whether it's art, uh, photography, Anything like, like there's always this kind of thing that like, you know, like, well, I don't think necessarily with the best people, but there's like a kind of a, an overwhelming sense that, you know, like the moment you are doing this professionally, um, that you need to be kind of cynical about it. And I think the best artists too are actually not cynical about it. They're so busy just making their art that they don't care. They're still, the, the, the thing that made them do it in the first place is the reason why they keep doing it. And so I would tell a young kid, keep being excited about music the way you are and don't listen to the people that uh, equate uh, excitement as being naive. Because, I mean, listen to, like, you listen to David Lynch talk about films, and if you didn't know what he's done... He, you, he would come off like the most naive guy ever. 
except he has this childlike fascination that actually takes him. I mean, he, he has the knowledge, but like his excitement, sometimes in our culture, the excitement is perceived as being rookie. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. And so I think like if there was a way to keep that kid from becoming like, like growing up like Peter Pan, like and like like losing the 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 magic. I would just say keep being excited about music and follow that excitement. Because whether you keep doing music or whatever, you need to follow that excitement and that passion through your life because that I think that will take you to the place that you want to go. And it's like traveling and being curious. The doors will open, the strange and wonderful doors will open and you'll you'll never imagine where they'll take you because well, so we never know, but it, at least those, those doors will probably open up to, like, fun places, magical places. I wish somebody would have told me that. I haven't, I haven't gone that far from it, but I wish somebody would have told me that. Yeah. It would have saved me. It would have saved me seven years of spinning my wheels for sure. That is, that is, like, like I feel like if someone could hear that, that is like a word that people that would keep someone from quitting playing music for a living, like giving up. Hmm. Like that yeah. is. Well, a lot of people who play music are really fragile. Yeah, and they're and they're wearing their heart in their sleeve, and I think um, it doesn't take that much. At, actually, there's a lot of people in life in general. Maybe they are incredible, but no one will know about it because the world kind of just. Tramples, <laughs> tramples on their beauty. Yeah, man. And you know that's that's it's really hard. It's really hard to like get past that. And not every personality can even make it. Yeah. I mean, there's a million people, millions of people. Yeah. That are mind-blowingly talented and so deep and so artful and can make things that we would never dream about, but we just never heard it or seen it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just because you're really famous doesn't mean you're the best. Yeah. Oh, that's so brilliant. There's some guy painting, you know, there's some guy in, like, rural Nebraska painting, and he's, like, the best painter in the world. And then he takes those paintings and he burns them because he doesn't think that anybody wants to see them. Also, when people think that they have to be the best, like, that is so arbitrary. Like, who is, like... Who is the best? There's so much out there that we've ever known. Yeah. Which goes back to, are you the best that you can be for yourself? Like, yeah. stop competing. Stop competing uh, with other people. Yes. Compete with yourself and like just be think, the best you. You know, it's, last year I couldn't do this, or last year uh, I couldn't think like this, or last mm. year I couldn't um, see other people like yeah. this, or last year I couldn't hear something like this, and then just. Compete with yourself because if you're, yeah, com- competing yeah. with other people is so random and so weird yeah. and destructive and totally and not even true. Yeah, it's like and not a basis for anything. No, dude, thanks for hanging out. This yeah. is this is so awesome. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. 
At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's in Egypt to attempt it, but he won't budge. So that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.